Welcome to the Show Me the Data podcast by Leadsip, where every week we get marketing and sales leaders from fast-growing B2B tech companies to share specific tactics they use to drive revenue for their business. The best part, they share the exact metrics and data points behind each of their tactics. I'm your host, Tukhan Das, the co-founder and CEO of Leadsip. See you there. Hello, everyone. This is Tukan from LeadSift here with another episode of Show Me the Data. Uh, my guest today is Marine Sakri. Uh, she's a director of demand generation at Evolve AI. Welcome to the show, Marin. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So um, for the audience, Marin, if you want to give a quick, you know, sort of elevator pitch of what Evolve AI does, uh, that'd be great. Sure. So Evolve AI is an AI-driven optimization and personalization platform. We continuously serve better experiences that connect with visitors and customers. So our customers are those that benefit from the ability to evaluate millions of digital experiences to discover winners at massive scale and speed. So think the Verizon, AT&T's, Netflix of the world, companies that have a million plus visitors a month to their website. Wow. So would, would a lot of your clients also be online retail brands and things like that? Yes. And of course, over the past two years, we've seen a massive migration over to digital. Um, so we're, we're definitely on the right side of history. Amazing. Cool. So, so now for, for, for the topic of today's discussion, I know we're, we're going to talk a little bit about this, this new series of uh, virtual events that you, you sort of introduce, the Think CX series that we're going to talk about. You know, we are going into all the weeds of it. So would would love to understand what high level, what what is the series about and how did this whole idea come to you? Sure. So the Think CX series, we're actually in our 19th webinar episode, okay. which um, so we're going on over a year and a half now, which is pretty exciting from a content yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, so right prior to the pandemic hitting, and I hate even talking about it even more because I just want to get over it, but you can't um, avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> we had a, a massive trade show planned, um, Shop Talk, which many folks in e commerce and retail are okay. familiar with. And about a week before the show, they canceled. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, how do we pick up the pieces? Our demand strategy is just unraveling before me. Um, so we pivoted into a, a virtual series, Think CX. We wanted a brand that would anchor along all things CX, customer experience, experimentation, digital strategy. And uh, our first one out the gate was Think CX Digital Leaders Tell All. Awesome. So this started, I'm guessing, right during April last year? Uh, yes. Well, it would have been even one more year before that, right? So it's been about a year and a half. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So April of 2020. I think 2019, wasn't it? I don't even know what year we no. are. <laughs> Possible, yeah. It's been uh, a really long time, but yes. <laughs> got it. So, so now... For for this audience, uh, for for this show, you, the the reason I guess the driver for this was basically Shop Talk, which is a big retail focused event that got canceled. What were the primary objectives when you were thinking of coming up with the Think CX series, Marine? So uh, I would say first thing, what we didn't want was an Evolve AI platform for us to just sit and talk about yeah. Evolve. 
that's not what we wanted. And um, prior to even any webinar where we sit down and speak with panelists, that's the first thing we mention. Look, we're going to introduce Evolve AI, but at no point in time are we going to pitch Evolve AI. Uh, so for us, it was really uh, creating a topic that product leadership, digital leadership, growth leadership, optimization, experimentation folks would gravitate towards, and uh, an umbrella topic in which we could infuse digital trends, also product engineering UX specific themes as well. Got it. So, so mostly around brand awareness and, and sort of top of the funnel lead. With, yes. With that. So I would say there were three main goals, awareness, driving net new leads. We have a really small total addressable market relative to a lot of other companies. So that, that was primary credibility second. So establishing Evolve AI as a brand that knows CX, build credibility, get our brand to be always top of mind, uh, and then spotlight our team of internal CX and UX strategists. So that was also really important because we have such an amazing group of folks um, with really cool stories to share. They're working with some of the largest companies right now that have super challenging digital strategies. So yeah. we wanted to give them a stage. For sure. So now let me ask you a question then, Marine. The goals that you had for this this the series, Think CX, were they similar to your goals or would they be similar to your goals that you would have at a physical trade show event like Shop Talk? Would it be similar or Shop Talk would be more for, you know, lower funnel leads, demos and things like that? Um, so I, I, I guess I could put them both in the same bracket because we are getting a lot of folks that are super cold leads. We've never had any interaction with them from a sales or marketing perspective. Um, and then from a trade show capacity, yes, we, we might actually have some warmer folks. So I think it is a very similar group of folks that we're driving. Got it. And, and from the optics of the, of the, 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 the webinar series, you're doing it once a month. Is that correct? Once a month. In some cases, if we have topics that make sense and not overlapping in audience, we, we have done twice a month. Cool. And so now the guests, this is always an interesting topic. One thing we have noticed is the thing that drives audience engagement uh, is it's heavily dependent on the topic, but also the guests that you bring in. Who do you guys normally get as a guest? What's the thought process there? Yes, so this is where working with the entire team is so important. So um, working with our executive leadership who already has a really tremendous footprint within e-commerce and retail to get some of those big brand leaders, head of brand at Reebok, et cetera. Um, and then also working with our head of partners. Um, he's driven a lot of agency relationships, getting the Accenture cognizance of the world to participate. Um, and then also our prior panelists reaching out to them and saying, do you know of anyone that would fit this topic? Um, so at this point, you know, it, it kind of drives itself and we have a list of topics, we have a list of speakers and we, we just try and connect the dots. So they're not necessarily all customers of yours that you bring in. No, not at all. No. Very good. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's, that's, that's always good because if anytime you bring in a customer, it becomes 
he's a little bit too biased and they're just talking about your product. So it's not <laughs> that valuable. Right. And we do have in the practice session, we do take the time to go through what the synergies are. So what's our viewpoint on and our philosophy around experimentation, digital strategy, and then how does the other, um, the person we're speaking with, how do they view that and where do we have synergies and where does that meet? Are you guys doing any other kind of webinars at the same time, or this is the primary webinar series that you guys are running? Yeah, this is it. Um, this is it. Yeah. We did start to do a, a, pro a podcast and we, we tested it, uh, but this started taking off so much. We just maintained the webinar series and put all our efforts into to that and dedicating ourselves to having once of these, one of these a month. Okay. Okay, cool. So now let's, let's get into the fun part of, of <laughs> attendees and registrants. You mentioned yeah. that you, you, you guys have a very small but focused target uh, uh, addressable market, total addressable market. Now, what, what are the different strategies that you as a director of Dimagine are using to drive traffic to your webinars? What are the channels? Can you, can you talk a little bit about sure. that? Yes. So historically, when we first started this, we did not have a marketing automation platform. So it was wow. very much a manual process of inviting folks. So we were building a database of folks as we were inviting people to the series. Um, and then throughout that first four to six months, we onboarded HubSpot, which is our marketing automation platform. So the dream, of course, is to have your email marketing driving attendance. Um, so at the beginning, we were seeing all of our attendance really come from LinkedIn advertising. We tried Facebook advertising. We tried Google. Facebook really was putting out a lot of agency, consulting, freelancer type personas that didn't mesh well with our target audience. Yep. Um, so over the time, now we've really seen email marketing take over, uh, which has been really nice to see. When we first started, our open rates were around 18%. Uh, and now we're seeing upwards of 30% open rate on our webinar, Think CX webinar audience. Um, so that's been great to see. We also focus on uh, LinkedIn events. So we do some promotion through that channel. We do LinkedIn groups. We use the LinkedIn messaging from our sales folks. We do about four or five emails to promote each webinar series. Got it. And this, this group of people, these are your email subscribers that you have built up prior to starting the series? Yes. So we started with, you know, a, a larger list would add to it um, from events, conferences, um, working with Zoom info, uh, different types of technology and data providers to, you know, focus in on who are the personas that we're looking to target. Are we targeting a, a maybe smaller 500 million, uh, or excuse me, 1 million visitor uh, visitors and above, are we focused 500,000 and above? We would then create lists, funnel those in, and then start cycling through those. Once we figured out who our engaged audience was, we, we focus on sending to those folks. And then I just do about one communication to those that are unengaged. And we define unengaged as they have not opened 11 plus emails from us. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. And in terms of uh, uh, the biggest driver for attendees, which channel would you say, Marin, is the one that, that drives the biggest number of attendees for you? Is it email? Is it paid social? Is it LinkedIn events or your salespeople's outreach? 
Yeah, so I, I first of all, I would say it's all of the above um, because we are always getting a, a really good solid amount, a percentage amount from all of those pieces. But right now, email marketing is our biggest driver. If you would have asked me this eight months ago, I would have said LinkedIn advertising. Mm -hmm. Now, when talking about email marketing, let's say you have a subscriber list of 1,000 people and you reach mm -hmm. out to them and you mention certain percentage of people are opening and then certain person click. But would email marketing uh, tap out the number of net new people registering for it? So we cycle through. Um, we are okay. always needing new folks and we are always adding, adding. new folks to our to our database right so i mean if you think of these large enterprises that we're working with you might have 15 different groups within one company and within each of those groups there might be 5 to 10 folks that would be the right audience for us so finding those right people because we are i mean we're still a year and a half two years into evolve ai mm -hmm. so being in that growth startup mode we're still building our database true True. That 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 makes total sense. Now, in terms of, you know, performance, you mentioned the or, or well before performance. The goal is brand awareness, top of the funnel lead generation. And there was mm -hmm. one more thing that you mentioned, and I completely forgot. For it, uh, brand credibility or brand credibility. That's right. Yeah. So so in terms of those three high level metrics. Prior to starting one of these events, um, what's a, do you have a goal, Marin, for every single you know, thing you're in the 19th episode? Do you have a goal of number of attendees for or registrants and then a certain percent attend and then certain percentage, hopefully, you know, after through your nurture become SQLs? So right now, our focus is first on that open rate. So maintaining an open rate at a benchmark that we are happy with. We also are looking at our click rates. So what are the click rates of our emails? Who's registering? We are also looking at the attendance rate. So um, that one is really important to us because anyone can register for a webinar, but if they're not actually attending it and staying on the entire webinar. Uh, so we actually break it down by the percentage of time that not only do they attend, but how long are they on the given webinar? Is it 10% of the webinar, 20%, 50%, 100% of the webinar? So that's one of the metrics we look at. Um, we also do look at how it helps the funnel. So to give an example of that, uh, a couple of webinars, we had one of our key accounts that we've been targeting now for six to eight months. There were four folks that out of nowhere through email marketing, all of them registered for one of our webinars. Um, and it was very apparent that they worked within the same team, just based on LinkedIn and Zoom info. You can kind of piece that together. Sure. Um, so then we start looking at, okay, they've attended one webinar. Have they attended another webinar? Now let's look at their specific engagement. So that's where we kind of pivot into a little bit more of an account-based marketing approach where then we say, okay, how can we attack this from a different angle outside of content engagement? Understood. And would you have any rough idea, Marion, of the people that are on an average signing up for the webinars, what percentage of them would be from your ideal customer profile? Meaning the right kind of companies, right kind of buyers. So, and I'm just picking a number out of yeah. the air here because yeah, yeah. 
Our database, we really do focus on the folks that are in that database are our right target audience. Okay. However, on a monthly basis, we are getting folks from LinkedIn advertising. So yes. let's just say hypothetically, we have 15% of our attendees from LinkedIn advertising. I would say, you know, let's just say 100. So if we had 100 webinar attendees, 15 of those from LinkedIn advertising, I would say half of those are our right audience. So we're maybe getting, you know, seven to eight percent that aren't the right fit from the wow. advertising. That's a very high number. That's that's awesome. Now, yeah. after the webinar, what's the process from a marketing or a sales motion that happens? So someone registered, attended the webinar, or maybe couldn't attend, got a recording. What's the sales motion after that from there or is there or is it just marketing doing sure. just a regular nurture so um one of the first things we do and we just started this a couple webinars ago so we started using sendoso so hmm. for gift giving um so what we've now been incorporating again with the goal to increase our attendance on the live webinar not just the playback but the live webinar we have been giving five dollar coffee gift cards so nice. we've been incorporating that to help us increase our registration and attendance rate so that's usually the first thing that goes out is thank you for attending here's your coffee gift card. Um, from there, our sales team will then, we give it about three days because our folks are then entered into nurture streams. So yep. based on industry, they will get added into our automated nurture streams and then getting content from us for about four months. Um, we've got about one piece of content every five to seven days. And then our sales team will follow up with those that make sense. So they have their own sequences built out that they will then add their folks to. Got it. So salespeople choose from the attendee list to send them a separate email, like personalized one-to-one -one email. Yep. And then everyone else just goes into nurture. The market. Yeah. Yeah. For a yep. four month. That's, that's amazing. Now, and, and you mentioned Sendoso a gift card that that's smart. We have heard other people do it too. Did it impact? the the attendee rate rate or live oh, attendee rate? absolutely yes we were gosh i gotta remember the numbers here we were at 25 percent attendee rate and then okay. when we started leveraging sendoso um just this last webinar we had a 40 percent attendance rate yeah. wow that's is, awesome yes that's very good um, so we are we are seeing we are seeing a lot of benefit from that. And then of course we have our evergreen content. So what happens with the content after the webinar? <laughs> 100%. So, so you, you, do you, you do micro clips and keep promoting that on social and, and, and stuff like that? Is that one of the places? We do, we'll pull out quotes, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. Sometimes we'll do a blog article. We'll incorporate that into our nurture streams, the playbacks, it goes into our resources section. We put it on YouTube. Um, so the content can be consumed. And again, when we plan our webinars, we try and, and focus on content that's evergreen so that yep. we can also build organic search around it long-term. Yeah, yep. no, that, that totally makes sense. So now, now let me ask you two final questions. One is one of your goals was to increase brand awareness. Um, how do you measure that? Like has this, has this series, now you're in the 19th episode, has that improved the brand awareness? If yes, how are you measuring it or quantifying it? That's a really good question. And um, 
I don't know that we've actually figured that out, but I can tell you some of the things that we look at. Yeah. Uh, we looked at uh, we look at our LinkedIn company following. So uh, is that line trending up? Are people True. you know are people starting to follow us? Uh, the other thing we look at as is the engagement rate on our email marketing. Are we seeing folks repetitively, um, you know, like the company I gave an example of? Yeah. If we start to see folks that are registering for multiple webinars, um, to me, that's that's a really big signal. Um, we also evaluate, and again, there's no performance dashboard that shows this, yeah. but when someone turns into that SQL opportunity, when we see that account hit opportunity, we'll review in HubSpot to see what all the marketing and sales touch points are. Um, so when we start to see the whole team and five or seven of those folks have clicked on a playback or watched a webinar, that's a, that's a sign for us that we are building that credibility and establishing that brand awareness. Yeah, this is always a challenge, right? This kind of attribution there and saying what kind of impact. Right. One thing that I saw someone mention, I forget, was basically asking them in the sales call, how do you know about us? Or, yep. you know, so that you might get some insights there. Okay, so that's great. Now, the final question that I have is everyone or a lot of companies have moved to virtual events and mm -hmm. webinars and, and podcasts are, are, are these are typical methods, webinar being the most common one. Are you seeing any kind of webinar fatigue amongst your audience, given the fact that you're doing one webinar um, every month? Is there some data that you're seeing or it has not affected? So we did in the summertime, I would say yeah. May, June, we saw some massive fatigue. And yeah. I would say our registration and attendance rates dropped by a half. Attendance rates dropped by 75%, easy. Yeah. Um, but what we did see was people still engaging and clicking. Um, so I think I think there was just plain webinar fatigue. Um, I think now people are starting to kind of take the uptick on that again. I know I personally will register for webinars with no intent to actually watch the live one, uh, but I'll go through the content on my own and fast forward and rewind. So I think things are picking back up again. And for us, you know, I, we, we have a lot of different topics. Sometimes yep. our themes are CX trends. Well, we're going to get a very different audience than um, our, our uh, product or UX focused specific conversations. Understood. Now, given the fact that you've been doing this for so long, Marine, like a year and a half, would you at the same time still attend physical events now that they're coming back up again? Or you're like, or would your thought process be that no, we from a demand perspective, virtual events, webinars working, I don't need to spend, you know, fifty thousand dollars on a booth in Shop Talk. The so we are still attending live events and yep. we just actually attended our first two, one in Europe previously nice. in New York. And you know, we, we pick wisely. We we don't go to a conference just to have our booth at a conference. If we're going to a conference, we know it's because we're going to potentially see current customers. We know that we're going to be able to set some meetings up there beforehand. I think that's the key to drive a successful event is to have those handful of meetings set up for your sales folks attending um, so that even if the actual booth traffic is a bust, you, you still are getting that in-person meeting. So true. No, that's that's great. I, I know I, I asked a lot of questions, but this was super insightful. And, and, and thank you, Marin, for sharing this, uh, all these yeah, insights and, and specific data points. No, thank you. Thanks a lot. Cool.